he seems confident. He's been a head coach in this league. He played 14 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, he knows what it takes to get ready for the regular season. So I'm not one to give like a big opinion on what we've eyeballed uh, in two preseason games in a short sample size. Well, let me ask you this, Zoke. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, how do you think the offensive line played? Uh, you know, again, maybe tough to tell, but they didn't look good at all in the first one against the Jets. How do you think they played in New York? Yeah, I think everyone agreed, you know, that game. And, again, you're talking about starters through second and third right. string. Correct. You're talking about five yeah. quarterback yeah. sacks. It wasn't like, like Icky Aquano gave up five sacks. I mean, I look at Icky, and, you know, after his very first game in the NFL against future Hall of Famer Miles Garrett and the Browns, I mean, he was he was excellent. Uh, so I, I look at that and value what he did in the entire regular season versus people getting hyped up about two sacks uh, that he was had a hand in. And they said the one this past week against the Giants on the road was about a miscommunication. So it wasn't like he had a physical error, even got beat. And you will get beat at times. And I will say this, you know, the Giants and Jets are two of the most uh, imposing defensive fronts you'll face anywhere in the NFL. So no excuses. Uh, it's just a matter of they got to play better. And again, you know, a lot of this is just winning one-on-one matchups. They're not doing a lot of help. You know, they're not bringing extra blockers in a lot of cases and things like that. Again, not showing a lot, not scheming. It includes the offensive line play, not just with the playmakers. So, I, to me, James Campen is one of the finest offensive line coaches in the league. They've got four of the five starters upright right now. They'll get Austin Corbett back, you know, early in the regular season. So, I think they'll be good. I'd be interested again to see how Chandler Zavala does, the rookie out of NC State. He'll start at mm-hmm. right guard. So, if he can, if he can play well in this game, and they do value preseason games more than practices as far as the waiting system goes, uh, he could be a starter for the first couple games. The great uh, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, is uh, with us. We'll uh, have uh, a portion of that, I believe, tomorrow on 103.7 WTIB. And then uh, we will have, uh, of course, uh, Jim calling uh, ECU this year on uh, 107.9 and uh, 94.3, the game right here. Uh, So it's all Zoki all the time on our IBX media stations. And uh, we're excited about that. Uh, Jim, uh, looks like the Panthers will be getting back uh, some guys that uh, they find uh, will be key uh, as far as uh, be ready for September 10th. Uh, Mike Miles Sanders said absolutely he'll be ready. Uh, it appears, according to Coach, that uh, Dante Jackson should also be ready to go for the opener. So that's uh, that's some good some good news. Yeah, like uh, for tomorrow's game, uh, no LaVisca Chenault, Terrace Marshall, DJ right. Chark. So you hope to get those guys back, as you said, for opening day on uh, the 10th of September down in Atlanta. Uh, so, um, yeah, you, you want to be healthy as can be when the regular season gets started. And outside of Austin Corbett, doesn't look like anything long-term. Of course, they had Demir Bird go on injured reserve uh, from his hamstring injury down in Spartanburg. This past week, they brought in Troy Hill, veteran addition at cornerback, played with Jero Barrow when he was with the Rams back in the day. Um, so I think that adds, again, some depth to the defensive secondary at corner. As should Dante Jackson not be 100% for whatever reason. So I, I think they got the pieces uh, about as healthy and lined up as they can. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, of course. But uh, again, the starters will not be out there for too long. Hey, uh, with, with Chark, how big of a loss is that if it's a little bit of a longer term thing? Yeah, I think, you know, he's your speed guy. I kind of liken him to being someone like, you know, Ted Ginn, who can take the, the top off of mm-hmm. defense back in the day when he was here. And he's had a really good connection with, uh, in the practices and uh, some of the uh, joint practice sessions 
uh, with Bryce Young. So you like to see that develop. But the, again, they don't get a lot of the injuries because they don't have to in preseason. It is a hamstring injury, but it doesn't seem to be. Obviously, like Demir Bird had a hamstring; he's on injury reserve. It doesn't appear to be a long-term thing, is what they're saying uh, from all the reports out there. So hopefully, you know, you're about three weeks away. You can get him ready uh, for that first regular season game in two and a half weeks. Zoke, uh, I would say maybe 20, maybe a little less than that players, quote-unquote, on the bubble. Uh, Is Matt Corral one of them in your mind? Is he kind of on the bubble right now to make the roster? I think he could be. I think, you know, there is the rule this year where you can activate the emergency third quarterback, so he would obviously be that guy. So I think he would be here in that scenario. But I think, you know, clearly, you know, Andy Dalton is the backup, so Matt as the third guy. If somebody contacted you looking for a young quarterback, you might listen and, and take a draft pick for him. Uh, but I think otherwise, if, if, if there's not an offer for him, I think he'll be here. I think he's shown well. He had no rookie season as far as games. He got injured in his first preseason game against Washington last year. So a lot of rust on that. No game action, recovering from the, the foot injury last year. So I think, again, he's kind of knocking off a lot of rust uh, from the last year and a half and and play decent in the preseason games. So it might be a guy you stick around and see how he develops a little bit more too. And Zoke, what do you think uh, as far as other guys that, you know, have to, to, you know, maybe impress here in the uh, tomorrow and, and what have you. And as far as guys that are on the bubble, if you will, I think, you know, shy Smith might be one that comes to mind. Again, there's South Carolina wide receiver who yeah, special teams uh-huh. might help him because, I think it looks like Raheem Blackshear will be the, the, the starting punt and kick returner and a third back uh, as far as running back goes for you uh, with the Panthers. So Shy, I think, is a guy that uh, might be pushed by Javon Wims, kind of a 28-year-old guy who's been around the league a couple years with the Bears. Gary Jennings showed a couple decent things, a touchdown catch last week uh, late in the game. So they could make a move like something like that. But I think Shy probably lands on the right side of the bubble if things go the way they are for him right now. You know, they brought in Eric Rowe as a safety, who's a veteran, um, but he got beat for that long touchdown last week by Hyatt. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if it, you know, again, if they value preseason games. That was a pretty big one. And someone like Sam Franklin has to make the team because he's a special teams ace. So there's not a lot of room at backup safety uh, beyond that. So guys like that are a couple to keep an eye on. Obviously, a lot of depth at uh, receiver and offensive line. Someone who's been around, like Michael Jordan, who's been around for a while as a backup offensive lineman could be in a fight for a spot here. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Jim Zoki's with us. Uh, were you in Greenville the other day? Did you make it down? I'll be back. Well, I was back last week. But I'll be back early next week and uh, get in town to see some practice, uh, interview, of course, Coach Houston, but also uh, both of the coordinators as well, uh, Coach Harrell and Coach Kirkpatrick, and then uh, be there Thursday, Friday, travel Friday with the team to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to kick it off. I can't believe this. A week from Saturday already, getting ready. So I got my depth Crazy. charts rocking and rolling. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, doing, the, doing the study here. Got Stephen Igo, your guy, filling me in with a lot of the blanks on top of everything else that's going on. Nobody does it better than he does as far as information. So I I feel like once we get there, I, I'm just now delving into the Michigan part of things, getting their, their stuff together. We'll talk with some of their guys next True. week on some of their shows and get a lot of Michigan information, right. but uh, yeah, it's going to be a special, a special game going up to Ann Arbor. You know, uh, they are just loaded. <laughs> I mean, this is, this team might be, you can make an argument. Michigan's the most talented team in the country this year. Well, they're in the top two for sure, based on all the polls. So they are, yeah. I mean, you can't find a weakness 
on a team like that. I mean, J.J. McCarthy is going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate. They got two exceptional running backs in Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, maybe the best guard tandem on the offensive line up front. And then defensively, I mean, they're just loaded. I mean, it's just, you know, all, all, all three levels on defense. So uh, people are like, well, they won't have, uh, they won't have Jim Harbaugh. Well, he'll be there all week at practices. And the only thing he won't be is on the sideline. Right. And I, I'm, I'm going to guess he has some way of, you know, Given the the secret handshake and wink or whatever, if he wants something to be said or done, but uh, yeah, they're <laughs> very give, good. Give they the it, they, <laughs> it's interesting. They call it the Michigan method, and the way they do it is like if they don't know who a starter is going to be to begin the season, they'll they'll put uh, give them both a chance and let them play it out in, in the first couple games. Yeah. And so you know they got some uh, tackle is one they're looking at as far as who the two starting tackles are going to be at the the edges on defense and at the cornerback spot. So they're they're looking at a couple different things where their season, of course, you know, they begin the three-game suspension with ECU and then UNLV, then Bowling Green, my alma mater, before they head into Big Ten play. Ah. So I think they're going to be using these three games to try to evaluate, you know, what they think for Big Ten play and, uh, and what they're moving forward with. You know, uh, Zoke, is there anybody in particular in, in your early study with on the Pirates side or any position group, specific player, any, any story that you're looking to delve into or anybody that you're looking forward to see or – or what would you say, you know, initially here the storylines in your mind are going in? You know, collectively, big picture, first of all, is just so much talent, I think, collectively at the skill positions and at quarterback on offense, but not the game experience yet. You know, some minor game experience, and in some cases, very little at all. But that running back room looks loaded. Rajay Harris, I met with Coach Houston last week, called him 100% healthy. And then you factor in gun, you bring in Gerald Green. And Javius Bond, I mean, this kid's going to play as a freshman, I think. He's just he can fly. got that twitch. Yeah. yeah, he is going to be something special. And then how the receivers step up. I mean, obviously talk about, you know, losing Keaton at running back, but, you know, 2,000-yard receivers, you know, of course, you know, is Hatfield a one? Is Jalen Johnson a one? Like, who's going to be the uh, kind of the, the, the head of that receiving group out there? I think Mason Garcia can play. I mean, he's got all the tools. He's 6'5". He just needs to get out there and be able to play. And, probably can run it uh, a little bit more because of his physicality as well as the speed that he's got for that size. So I'm excited to see what he can bring. And if they go Alex Flynn, I mean, just that guy who's been in the program for so long and just a steady guy, they got a really good, you know, two guys that could be starters at quarterback. And then defensively, you mean some big names coming back. You got Jeremy Lewis, uh, you got Julius Wood. So I think it's going to be fun watching a lot of these guys play and, and put it all together this year. Again, they've, they've lost a lot, but everyone has. Uh, but I think it's going to be exciting to see what they, they put on the field this year because uh, I think they're really building something special in Greenville. Uh, Zoke, uh, the other thing, uh, just to go back when you mentioned um, when you mentioned uh, Harbaugh, again, I, I, that, I think maybe at the end of the day, uh, don't we love that phrase? Uh, you know, the first weekend, that, that I don't know how much of a difference that makes. I think the fascinating thing, with Harbaugh at Michigan is how, you know, this was the AD passing this down. That was already a tenuous relationship. So I think more long-term that could be a little bit of controversy off the field that could derail things for them this year. So, I, I mean, you know, we always pay attention to teams you played uh, when you look back as the season goes on. And, and that'll be the interesting Michigan story in my mind. What do you think? It's an interesting dynamic because we're talking about how good Michigan is, how they're loaded across the board, the success Harbaugh's had, back-to-back Big Ten titles, beat Ohio State the last two years. That's everything you can ask for out of a Michigan coach. 
yet he threw his hat in the ring for the Carolina Panthers coaching job. I yeah. mean, so yeah, he's got an interest in the NFL. So is he is he not all in on the college thing? Is he not all in on the Michigan thing? He would not take another college job beyond Michigan. So we know that. So if he makes a move, it's to the pros. But it, it is fascinating that you know where there's on this lofty perch. How you kind of said it, there's like still a lot of uh, uncertainty moving forward for a guy that this offseason was uh, at least you know, throwing his name around. I think Denver, I think he might have thrown his name in there, there before yeah. they went with uh, Sean yeah. Payton. So he's got an interest in, yeah. in pro football again, as he did with the Niners. Uh, always great to talk to Jim Zoki. We'll uh, be bugging him every week, as we do. Zoke, good to talk to you. Thanks for the uh, time. All right, buddy. Hope to see you in person next week out there in Greenville. We'll make it work out one way or the other. Take care, Zoke. All right, thanks. All right, there he goes, Jim Zoki. Tomorrow, uh, the Panthers and the Lions to wrap up the preseason from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. All right, we are going to hit a break, and when we come back after uh, these words, we're going to talk some Pirate Volleyball. My friend Adler Augustine will join us, third-year volleyball coach for the Pirates, and uh, they're getting ready to open their season coming up in – Statesboro, Georgia. So stand by. Uh, Adler Augustine will be with us when we come back on the Patrick Johnson Show. Back to the P Man. And that's Bubba Fusa. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Pirate volleyball season getting underway tomorrow. They will be in Statesboro, Georgia. And they'll be playing in an event down there at Georgia Southern. UNCG's also involved. Adler Augustine is the uh, coach of the Pirates. And he has done a uh, fantastic job. He's got. Uh, got this program on the uh, ascension and he joins us here on the patrick johnson show coach always great to talk to you and hope it was a great summer for you yeah it was a great summer uh spent a lot of time on the road recruiting uh doing summer camp so it's great that we get to be with our team uh back practicing and back in menji you know the uh recruiting as you know is the lifeblood of any program uh, you've been able to, to benefit, it appears, from the portal, but also recruiting a lot of young talent into the program as well. And Texas is a place I know you were excited about having some doors open with the new additions to the American. The travel part is, I guess, the downside, but the upside <laughs> is a lot of good volleyball in Texas, and that's an area that now uh, maybe has opened up a little more in recruiting, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. Um, having uh, Texas schools join the American helps a lot with recruiting, uh, for sure. But uh, I think uh, me being uh, that I was in Texas before uh, definitely mm-hmm. um, gave me that advantage. But Texas definitely has a lot of good volleyball. So anytime we can go down there and uh, get some kids to North Carolina, it's a great thing. Adler Augustine's the coach of the uh, Pirates in volleyball. They will open play tomorrow. We'll tell you about the home slate coming up. Let's uh, talk about preseason all-first-team conference selection. Angeles Alderate, what a year she had as a freshman, was the freshman of the year in the AAC. So with uh, Alderate, what uh, what are the steps and the strides she's made from year one to year two? Yeah, I think uh, her passing has gotten a lot better. Uh, I think she's seeing the game 
um, from a different perspective before we just kind of pure, Hey, I'm just going out there and doing my best. I think now she's analyzing the game a lot, asking a lot of questions. I think she feels, you know, uh, she knows for sure people are going to have her as uh, one of the main uh, sources to stop on our team. So she's definitely um, gone and added some, some new tools to her toolbox to, to compensate for that and uh, just kind of be ready mentally and physically did a lot of uh, weightlifting on in the off season to get ready for uh, what's going to happen this year. Coach Adler, what else uh, or who else have you all uh, have returning that uh, you're, you're looking to get some key contributions out? Let's start there. Yeah, uh, we got uh, Izzy Marinelli, uh, who's returning, who's a redshirt freshman. I think if she how she ended the season uh, in that last uh, bit of October and month of November uh, was probably one of the best performance in the conference. So we're looking for her to pick up where she left off. I think if uh, she could be a really solid uh, player, probably a first team all conference uh, type player on our team. Um, then we have uh, coming from Carlia's back uh, in the middle. Um, so, you know, freshman year was a little bit up and down for her, like most freshmen. But I think, again, she ended up well. She did a lot of good things uh, in the off season. She's looking pretty good uh, in our preseason um, play here. Uh, and then uh, you got Alyssa, who kind of bounced around um, from different positions because we just needed that. But now she's solidified herself as a middle. So she'll definitely be the other middle with Carlia uh, holding down that position. Uh, and then one of the key pieces that uh, I guess didn't uh, people didn't get to see last year was Tia, mm -hmm. uh, chum from uh, from Canada. She played in uh, her freshman year. Uh, unfortunately, got uh, tore ACL towards the end of her freshman year a year ago. Um, so she missed the entire season. Uh, she's back now, looking better than ever, uh, moving very well. Uh, she's uh, kind of put it herself at the top of the libero position, even coming off of that injury. So she's definitely uh, looking to, uh, you know, um, be a key contributor for our program. And then we got, like you said, we took some advantages in the portal, um, with Fran McBride from Mississippi State. So uh, she came in mid-year, which helped. So we got to work with her lots uh, in the spring. Uh, so she's doing a fantastic job. Can't wait to see uh, uh, how she does when we start play here. Who else uh, has joined the uh, squad as newcomers via the portal or that you've recruited in that uh, are young freshmen? Oh, man. Uh, we got, I believe, uh, seven uh, freshmen. <laughs> and then we also have... Uh, Laura, you are who uh, played at uh, Wichita State as a transfer. So, um, you know, she did a really good job for them. So once we saw her in the portal, well, well she gave us fits. Why not put her on our team now, right, um, when we played them? So uh, that's kind of how I looked at it. Uh, she's doing a, a great job for us uh, in our, on our defense. But the freshmen are, are excited. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, how each career develops, Um you know, as freshmen, some of them come in and they're ready to go, and some of them take a little bit more time. But they're all very capable of getting on the floor and getting some some playing time. Adler Augustine is with us, ECU volleyball coach. Uh, they opened the season in Statesboro, Georgia, against UNC Greensboro tomorrow at noon. 
Georgia Southern uh, is who they will play later on in the day, Friday, and then Saturday, uh, the rematch with the Spartans. Before the uh, ECU team comes back to Greenville, Pirate Invitational will see them take on Campbell on the 31st at 7 o'clock, and then on Friday the 1st, 7 o'clock against Bethune-Cookman. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but no excuse not to come out uh, to the uh, Coliseum for uh, exciting volleyball. And uh, I'll be there with you on the second coach, App State, uh, okay. with Brittany. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you guys for the first time. I'll be doing the pregame and then race over to Minji's to, uh, All right. to call some volleyball. <laughs> so I'll be bugging you a lot here in the next uh, week or, or so. Uh, Adler, hey, August- we love it. <laughs> Adler Augustine is with us. Well, you know, the thing I've, I've really – uh, looking at the makeup of the team this year and hearing your enthusiasm and talking to people who follow the program, it, it seems like the caliber of recruit is up and you've really worked this portal well. You've addressed needs, you've you've added there, but you have some talented uh, youngsters that have come in. So I have to imagine with this roster and, and all of the talent, it is fostering a lot more you know, inter-squad competition in practice. Oh yeah, it's definitely. I uh, mean, I wish uh, people were there. Uh, a lot more people were there doing the purple and gold uh, scrimmage. Um, that was, uh, uh, you know, amazing sight to see. Um, you know, we play. It went all the way to five sets. Uh, some sets were thirty-two, thirty. Um, one was twenty-eight, twenty-six. In the last, in the fifth, it was seventeen, fifteen. So there was a, a lot of, uh, you know, a little bit, a lot of talking through the nets. Uh, I was uh, actually calling the game, so I let both assistants uh, coach each side. Um, All right, wait a minute, coach. Was... Hang on, timeout. Did did you get? Did you get some heat on you as the as the the referee? Oh yeah, I did. Okay. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of, you know, I, I don't think that was a good call. Uh, that ball was in. Uh, there was no touch. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were getting after me um, as a uh, ref for sure. Um, so it was. Uh, it was fun to see the competitiveness, uh, how they would get going after it, how they were getting after each other. Um, and like I said, the, the scores alone just shows you um, how competitive is. No, no one side was just dominating the other, um, So, which is great. That's what you want as a coach. You want the practices to be tough. You want them to compete in practice at a high level. So hopefully that uh, prepares them well for what they're going to face in the game. I know you uh, still have – uh, we'll say a ways to go, but you're still on the journey where you want to wind up. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so uh, to me last year, the nature of the makeup of this team while young, they were more never say die, more competitive. Uh, the times yeah. I saw them, did, did you feel like last year got us on this direction where we're going now? Or is that still something that you're, you're working to develop? Cause you, you guys were tough out last year. Yeah, we were def- – last year was different. Uh, we were tough. Uh, I, I love what we did last year in, t- in terms of we never – we competed to the end. Uh, we went to five. I don't know. I think we probably went to five the most out of everybody in our conference. Um, so that means we were always in the game. We just couldn't close out certain games. I think um, there's at least two or three games I felt like um, we should have uh, did a little bit better job. But we were super young, all right? And then we were playing with some – some injuries at some, you know, at the worst time. But I think uh, this year um, we're a lot, we have, we have way more depth. 
at all the positions. So everybody's competing all the time. Um, so hopefully, you know, injuries, you never know when they come, but we, we address that with some depth. Uh, and also, I think after playing for a year um, together, um, they, they came back with a different mindset. They know what it takes to, to get there. And I think this team has a different belief. They believe last year, I think we were tr- you know, as coaches, we're trying to instill that belief in them. But I think this year, uh, they truly believe within themselves that they could make it happen. So that's pretty cool to see. So that's, you know, part of the battle. The The players have to think that they're as good as we tell them they are. Um, and I think that um, they have that this year. And it's going to definitely going to show when we play. Coach Adler, Augustine, ECU Volleyball, they will open their season this weekend. Tomorrow, games against Greensboro and UNC Greensboro and Georgia Southern. That Georgia Southern game, by the way, will be on ESPN Plus tomorrow night at 6 if you want to get a look at the Pirates. And uh, UNCG uh, will be who the Pirates play in the Borough at the old Hanner Fieldhouse on Saturday. Uh, The Pirate opener will be against Campbell, 7 o'clock on Thursday. Hope a lot of folks will head out. There's a new field to the uh, arena this year because of the LED lights. So do you all have some, some cool things planned there? Uh, I, I'm not in those discussions yet because they're, <laughs> um, they're putting him up. I, I just try to stay with, you know, in, in my, in my lane. Right. Um, so we just, uh, I'm usually focused on volleyball, all the other well, that's stuff. True. I think you are, you know, <laughs> uh, usually the other, the, the other stuff are for the fans and, and the players love it. I think it's cool, but, uh, I, I try to stay within the volleyball and try to accomplish what we want, what we need to accomplish. He does folks. Because Adler's a an intense studier of film, and uh, yeah. <laughs> he's there before matches, still studying film, just trying to gain that edge. Hey, uh, new new teams coming to the American. You go to UAB, you get Florida Atlantic in for a pair. North Texas will be on your uh, schedule. Travel to Rice in one of those Texas uh, swings, and then uh, Charlotte and UTSA. So you get everybody who's joined the league. Uh, how do you see them? enhancing uh, the American and what do they bring to the table? Oh man, they bring a lot. Uh, it's really good team, volleyball teams. I don't know about the other sports, but volleyball, it's, uh, it's uh, everyone has a team. Everybody's uh, and their team's been around for a while. They've had uh, good coaches. Uh, and obviously the teams that are for the three teams from Texas, uh, they get uh, maybe some advantages staying in recruiting in Texas. But, uh, you know, Rice is a top 25 preseason, too. Um, they, they're bringing a lot to the table as far as uh, matchups. But uh, I think the team's excited, uh, especially, you know, getting to play new opponents. I think that's really cool, um, getting to see new arenas, uh, new parts of the country. Um, so I think the team uh, uh, themselves are excited uh, to get after it and, um, you know, create some rivalries now that we have Charlotte. Um, so that's going to maybe create um, some interstate uh, rivalry there. So I'm excited to uh, at least bust one of our trips, right? <laughs> so so that's, that's also good, right? Uh, so we don't have to get on a flight. So I, I love that part. Hey, uh, Coach Augustine, it's always great to catch up with you. We'll talk to you next week uh, in advance of the, uh, the uh, home opening event, the Pirate Invitational. Best of luck, safe travels to uh, Georgia, and uh, look forward to covering you guys this season. 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Hope to see everyone out there when we play uh, Campbell home opener and go Pirates. Yep, that'll be on the 31st. That's Adler Augustine Pirate Volleyball. Stay tuned. Uh, More of the Patrick Johnson Show after these words. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we have this uh, book, uh, Gridiron Legacy by Greg uh, Fiercy. And uh, it is a sensational book. You can get it at uh, gridironlegacy.com or just Google Gridiron Legacy book and you will uh, get it. It is uh, about the origins of professional football. And it was not Canton, Ohio. So, um, I think next week we might give this book away. I mean, I've, I've thumbed through it here in the office, but, uh, not a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know that, but it's such a, a beautiful book though. I'm almost hesitant to do that because it really is uh, a nice book. So, uh, I think, uh, we're going to have the author on tomorrow on the show. So I think you'll want to listen to that. It's really a fascinating, uh, book and how the book came about. And it talks again about, uh, truly where football got started professional football, not Canton, Ohio. So it'll be interesting to, uh, to have Greg Fiercy on. Uh, we'll also have on for you tomorrow, uh, Doug Martin. We'll talk some uh, football and uh, talk a little conference expansion with Doug and uh, talk about what uh, what coaches and teams are going through right now as they get ready for uh, week one. And uh, we'll get into that, maybe even a little bit of the week zero matchups uh, as well. There are some of those, including Navy and Notre Dame from Ireland. Uh, we'll also uh, uh, have that for you at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day where we uh, move our program on Fridays to 6 p.m., make way for Steve Logan, who will uh, be with us on the Logan Zone uh, for uh, 5 o'clock during the football season on Fridays, not only here, but also on uh, our talk properties, 103.7 and 96.3. So you have uh, Coach Logan from I-95 to the coast on uh, Friday's talking ball. Looking forward to tomorrow's uh, debut, 2023 debut of the uh, Logan zone. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, It was announced uh, by Steven Igo uh, yesterday on his show, and I'm real honored to have been asked, but uh, I'll be hosting along with Steven, uh, the inside the ECU, inside ECU athletics radio shows. We have our first one coming up from tiebreakers at six o'clock on Monday. And uh, that will include, uh, of course, Mike Houston, uh, essentially the Mike Houston radio program. So uh, looking forward to talking pirate football with Coach. Looking forward to uh, being paired with Steven again. Been a great asset to uh, the uh, IBX media family and our IBX sports uh, coverage as well. So that will uh, do it for today. Great to catch up with Jim Zoki uh, as it always is. And uh, also, uh, thanks to Adler Augustine as the Pirates get ready to open things up in uh, volleyball tomorrow on the road. Uh, Remember that uh, they will be at home against Campbell next Thursday, the 31st uh, at 7 o'clock inside of Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. I'm also seeing uh, here in the last couple of minutes um, some info that I think is pretty interesting. One of our ACC sources, when I asked him about Cal, SMU, Stanford, Heading to the ACC, uh, is that a legit happening, or uh, you know what? What's the latest? A uh, couple of responses I got from ACC sources. One looks like it. 
It's not a matter of if, but when. Interesting. All right. Uh, that is it. We are uh, done for the day. We'll uh, catch you tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town and then back here at 6 on 94.3 The Game for the Patrick Johnson.